You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 83. Today, I'm sitting down with human design expert, Lauren Armstrong, and we're discussing how your human design plays out in business. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services, and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thank you for tuning into another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. I'm the owner of B Simpson Fitness and the founder of the PT Profit Formula. And I am super pumped to bring to you a very exceptional, really exciting podcast with Lauren today. So I'm still in Florida. I'm recording from Florida, but by the time you get this podcast, I'm probably going to be in Michigan. I know we're traveling all over the summer after a year of just being stuck in one place. I have the pleasure and the privilege of being able to work from anywhere. And it's one of my greatest joys traveling and being with my friends and being with my family. I still have a lot of friends that I still want to see, but it's been really nice to catch up with my family, spend some serious time with them and get ready to see my husband's family now and meet back up with my husband. So I'm really excited for that. And while I've been away, I have gotten to really just regroup and get to do some incredible episodes. And I'm super excited for this one. In fact, I've actually listened to this one twice because human design, I met Lauren at a James Wedmore event. Y'all know I love him. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I met her at a James Wedmore event. We were talking about personalities. And if you've been following me for any amount of time or hanging out with me, then you already know I am someone that loves personalities and getting to know people from the inside out truly and learning how and what makes them tick really is the missing ingredient to success, both for your own business, for your own fitness goals, and also for your clients. When you get to really know your clients and and able to facilitate a breakthrough based on who they are instead of what people tell them to be, that's really when you're going to break through the noise and really get some lasting transformations, which is why I love human design specifically because this one is the most in-depth process I've ever been introduced to. And I love it. And we talk about this rabbit hole in this episode. So I'm really excited for you to really learn about what human design is. And honestly, this episode just scratches the surface about human design. I do ask a very advanced question. So maybe we'll do a 2.0 version of this podcast, but honestly, the basics that Lauren so generously shared with us, it's going to transform your business. And I'm super pumped. 
Lauren helps coaches and course creators fill their purpose-driven programs without feeling pressured to build their businesses the way everyone else tells them to. And she helps you discover how to leverage the power of your own unique human design. So without further ado, let's go ahead and roll that interview. Lauren, I am so excited for this podcast interview. I'm literally dying. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm very excited to do this because we've been jamming out together for like months. Yeah, 16. Now, yeah, we're making it official on your podcast. <laughs> official. I mean, listen, you guys are, you're, you are about to get your mind completely blown. Every week I'd be like, Lauren, can you, this is what I learned this week. Can you tell me something about it? Honestly, we're going to be getting into human design tonight and, or it's, we're recording tonight, but you know, uh, (laughs) so wherever you are, whatever time you're listening to this, we are going to be talking about human design and honestly, just the basics has really opened my mind to who I am as a person, but not just who I am as a person, but who I am as a business owner. So, and this is Lauren's wheelhouse. So I can't wait for you to just eat up this episode because it's going to be amazing. So for those of you who don't know anything about human design or know anything about you, Lauren, can you please just share a little bit about who you are, who you serve and how you got there? So hi, I'm Lauren Armstrong and I help course creators and coaches fill their purpose-driven programs without feeling pressured to build their businesses the way that everybody else does it. And the way that I do that is through leveraging a tool called human design. And human design is how we're energetically wired to interact with the world around us. And what's so freaking amazing about human design, I could literally talk about human design for like 22 million years and I probably will. But um, what's so cool about human design is that there's over 2 billion configurations. So it's like one of those things where there's like, you might hear some surface level information and be like, "Mm, yeah, maybe, but then you get to dive deeper and be like, oh no, there's these, there's even more detail underneath the surface and how you can actually operate and interact with the world in a way that's aligned for you. And I know that aligned is such a freaking buzzword, right? It's like, are you in alignment? Like, come on. (laughs) But what's really neat about human design is it shows us, okay, what does alignment mean? And how are you going to feel when you're in alignment? What is the energy? What is the frequency that you're going to feel when you're in alignment? And for each of the different types, and there are five types of those 2 billion configurations, we bucket them all up into five types. There is a certain feeling that's an indicator, like you're in alignment and an indicator of, hey, something's kind of funky here. You're out of alignment. What can we shift? Mm. So that's my very basic explanation. I feel like that's one of the first questions I asked you, which was how do you know if you're even in alignment? Because that is such a buzzword. And I remember the first time I heard that and I was like, that doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I used to listen to podcast interview, like podcast episodes. I like, I love binging podcasts and people would always be interviewed by the person and they'd be like, oh, well, it just didn't work out because I wasn't in alignment. And I remember like one time being in the car, just being like, what the actual F does alignment mean? Like, I think I'm in alignment. Like I'm doing all the things that I think I'm supposed to do. Isn't that alignment? So like, this is such an interesting conversation about like mind alignment versus like your actual energy working for you versus working against you. 
Oh my gosh. I know we're going to get into that, but before we do, I'm just curious, how did you start this path? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Yeah. So, um, I was doing, I always knew I wanted to be a business owner. Um, and I was doing like an accountability program and I was taking all the courses and I was doing the step-by-step launching and I was doing the systems and I was like doing all the things you're quote unquote supposed to do that it was working really well and beautifully for other people. And it wasn't working for me. And so I was making myself like really bad and really wrong. Right. Because like something obviously is wrong with me. There can't be anything wrong with this program about what, why I wasn't being successful with it. And so during that kind of process of launching, I just kind of was like, you know what, like, I need to take a break from this. And I just felt really pulled to human design. I discovered it via via an Instagram post. And it said that something about projectors. And I was like, okay, first of all, I'm into every single typing thing ever. Like, tell me what my strength finders is. Tell me what my Colby assessment is. Like literally tell me anything about myself and I'm in. So I was like, okay, new, new thing I'm going to take. So I figured out what my human design was and then matched it up to this post and was like, oh my God, someone just read my diary to me. Like I had never (laughs) resonated more deeply with any other system ever. And so naturally I was like, okay, now I need to learn everything about it. So I just started sharing excitedly with family, with friends on Instagram about what I was learning. And then people invited me to share with them. So that's kind of how it all got started. And if you know anything about human design, my human design type, I'm a projector and projector strategy is to wait for the invitation. So literally everything I was doing in my business was like pushing, striving, launching in a way that like, didn't feel good to me. Mm -hmm. And what I was doing with human design, like kind of accidentally became my business because I was so pumped about it Mm -hmm. and was receiving invitations to share more. So yeah, you got into alignment. Exactly. I know. Right. <laughs> no, it's, it's so funny. Um, what were you doing before human design? Um, so I was doing like accountability coaching, like, um, so helping people like create momentum in their businesses and do things like that. So it was, it made sense because it was what people told me that they wanted, but I didn't want to do that. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Totally, totally. I was not into it at all. And now knowing my human design, like I get why that was so quote unquote, out of alignment for me, because like, that's not natural to my energy flow. Like that's not naturally the way that I work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So can you just get into a little bit about, uh, tell us a little bit about human design and about like the, just start from the top. Like someone's never heard of this before. What are you talking about? Oh my gosh, I could go so many millions of different directions with this. So let's let's try this one. Um, so like I said before, human design is how you're energetically wired to interact with the world around you. It's similar to a personality assessment in the way that you receive a whole bunch of information about yourself, but it's different than a personality assessment because it's not based on a series of questions that you are answering with your conscious mind. And that, my friends is the key. Like it's the difference because what I notice with a lot of like personality assessments, where there's a series of questions and you answer it with your logical mind, your logical mind makes up like four to 6% of your conscious brain, right? Or 4% four to 6% of your brain is like your conscious mind. And it also depends on the context, right? So if you're answering the personality questions from your work brain versus your at home brain, it's going to show, it's going to be different. And like what you want to believe about yourself, right? Like Yes. Yes. 
we all have these like, oh yeah, I'm super motivated and committed and I have all of this willpower. Like I want to answer that question is like totally true, but like, is it really totally true? No. <laughs> so, um, so, so that's what most personality tests do. And what's really cool about human design is that it's based on your time of birth and science of neutrinos. And so what happens when I say that sentence right there is I lose some people and they go, oh, it's birth information. This is astrology. Nope not, not here for it. Doesn't make sense Too woo for me. Like show me the practical stuff. And so it's really cool and fun is if you are that person, if you just went, mm, nope, not for me. What if, like, could you play with, could you experiment with, because what we call human design is an experiment. It's not dogmatic. It's not law. It's not like, oh, you have to do all of these things or else you don't like, don't get to be in our religion. It's not a religion, right? It's like, what could it look like to be able to play with? Okay. Well, if this were true and your natural energy worked like this, how could you leverage it? Right? So, um, it's based on your time, date and place of birth. And so if you've never heard of this before and you're like, okay, I'm sold. Tell me all the things you can go to mybodygraph.com. It's not my website plug in your information. It will ask you for an email address, but I have like have hundreds of charts on there and I've never been emailed by this company. So that's amazing. Um, so you can just log back in and be able to see your stuff. So you don't have to enter it in a million times. And you're going to see a chart that looks like the combination between a high school drawing assignment or preschool, not high school, wow, that was preschool drawing assignment and um, like a doc. My <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, yeah. In like a medical chart almost kind of. Um, and you're gonna be like, what the heck am I looking at? If you go to the info tab, you're going to see a whole bunch of words. And of those words, you're going to see one of five types, which is projector, generator, manifesting generator, reflector, and manifester. And so of those five types, those are at the highest level, the five buckets kind of of, of type that we were talking about of those five billion, five million or two million, two billion configurations. And um, that is really what's going to give you like an indicator into what does alignment feel like and what does it feel like when I'm out of alignment? Mm, so can you tell us a little bit about the types? Yes, I was waiting for the invitation <laughs> before I just go down the rabbit hole here. Um, so welcome <laughs> to the rabbit hole of human design. It's a really fun place to be if you're still listening. <laughs> welcome. So <laughs> the five types. So I'm going to start with projectors because that's what I am. Um, I'm a projector, which is about 20% of the population. And what our kind of energy is here to do is to lead and guide other people. We're not necessarily here to do, we're here to be and see. We see where energy can be best guided. We're here to lead and guide the process. We're not necessarily here to do or generate the process. So 20% of the population. And when we're in alignment, with our strategy and our authority, which are other human design terms, our strategy being waiting for the invitation, um, which that's a whole rabbit hole that we can go into if we want to, um, and your authority being one of nine decision-making strategies, you're going to feel the sense of in alignment being success. Like you are going to feel successful. And when you're out of alignment, so one of those three things are off, either you're not acting as your type you're not following your strategy or you're not following your authority or decision-making strategy, you're going to feel you're not self-same or you're going to be out of alignment. And what that is in your body is bitter. It's like so annoyed is the, is the modern day term I'm using for bitter. It's like, I gave them all this advice and they didn't freaking follow it. Like, why aren't they listening to me? Like that's bitter energy. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So then our next type is the generator and the generator and the manifesting generator combined make up about 70% of the population. And you guys are here to generate, to do, to create. You are here to do work that is deeply satisfying to you. And your strategy is to wait to respond. So what that means essentially in English is like, instead of going out and initiating, you are here to lean back and be magnetic and watch opportunities come to you. So is that the generator or the manigen or is that both? both. It's both. Okay. Yep. So that's the strategy for both the generator and the manifesting generator. The manifesting generator has a little bit of a different flavor with the energy, which will, which I'll go into next. So for the, for the generator specifically, like you, for generators and manifesting generators, your success, like when you're in alignment, your signature, your feeling that you're in alignment is satisfaction. It's like, oh my gosh, I woke up with a full tank of gas. I used it in really satisfying ways throughout the day. And I went to bed delightfully exhausted. Like that is like ideal life for a generator. Way to respond. What does that mean? It means that you like you get inspired by somebody else's other stuff. It's so funny because really, like so many generators and manifesting generators get so tripped up by wait to respond because the word wait is so counterintuitive. They're like, nah, I'm you're giggling so hard right now. Like, I'm just gonna go do my thing. Like, I don't need to wait for anything. Like, I'm gonna make it happen. I have all the energy. And you do. And <laughs> I'm laughing so hard because for those of you who don't know, although if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I'm a man, I'm a Manny Jen. Mm-hmm. So when I heard the first time I heard someone said, Your strategy is to wait to respond, I'm laughing because what she said is literally the thought that went through my mind. Wait, I do not wait. I don't wait. <laughs> Waiting is for peasants. Yeah, it's so funny. So but if we change that language, right? Instead of saying, okay, your strategy is to wait to respond. What if you change that to be like, your, your strategy is to be magnetic. Like that's an active thing. Waiting is not a passive process. So you're lighting yourself up. You're doing what you love to do. You're like enjoying your life and you're watching opportunities come your way because you're vibrating at such a high frequency that the universe can't help but deliver you exactly what you desire. Yeah. What's coming up for you, Beverly? I'm like, wait, I'm like, (laughs) exactly. You can't wait. But yeah, waiting is not a passive process. Like what could it look like to do the thing that you love to do to like go out and garden or paint or like play basketball or like do whatever it is or sing or like make TikTok videos, like whatever it is that you love to do. And you're, what you're doing there is you're just raising your frequency. You're raising your vibration. And Einstein says that everything is energy. And if everything is energy and you can't help but match the same energy and frequency of the universe, then like there's the universe has no choice, but to give you exactly what you desire because you're vibrating at that frequency. You're vibrating at joy. You're vibrating at satisfaction, right? And when you're out of alignment, so you're not following your type, like allowing yourself to light yourself up or allowing yourself to be in response to life. If you're forcing things, if you're trying to make them happen on your own, then you're going to feel this deep sense of frustration. And it's like, oh, why isn't everything, nothing's working out for me. Like it's not happening fast enough. All of those conversations. Literal things that have come into my mouth at some point in my life. Yeah. 
It's so funny because it's almost like um, the energy that I that I visualize for waiting to respond is like, say you have a really big boulder and you have it at point A and like in between point A and point B, there's a huge hill and you want to get the boulder from point A to point B. And if you're not acting in alignment with your strategy of waiting to respond as a generator or a manifesting generator, what you're doing is you're expending all of this energy trying to push the boulder up the hill. To like be like, I'm gonna push it up this hill and I'm gonna get to the other side, and I'm gonna roll down, and I'm gonna get it to point B. And the universe is like, hey, can you just give us one second? Like, we're gonna bulldoze the mountain for you. You just have to wait a minute. Like, we're gonna bring it to you. Like, you could just like tap the boulder and have it roll to point B. You just gotta give us a second. And you're like, nope, I'm not waiting for you. I'm just gonna keep pushing this freaking thing up the hill. And then you're halfway up the hill and you're like, I'm so frustrated. I'm so over this. This isn't happening fast enough. And the universe is like, well, if you just would have waited, like, <laughs> I was right here. Like, I So I have a generator as a, for a daughter and a manigen for a daughter. And it's literally so funny because I'm, I watch it play out literally like as toddlers, I'm watching that energy play out in my living room. And it's so funny to me. Oh my gosh. And it's so cool. Cause like, then you get like, you have little experiments. You're like, what could it look like if you waited? Like, wait, just you wait over there playing with whatever you're playing with and like watch fun things come to you instead of having to make them happen. Yeah, yeah it's hysterical. Okay. Good luck trying to explain that one to you know, to like toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I'm going to go to manifester first and then come back to manage in a little bit because it's a combination type. So our manifestors are about 9% of the population and manifestors are really here to initiate. They're here to get things started. If we were going to give them a slogan, it would be Nike's just do it. Like they're here, here, they're the ones that are here to initiate. They're not waiting for anything. Um, and what's so interesting about their energy is that it works in spurts. Um, there's someone online who I love to follow. Um, she calls them surges. They're like, they're on and then they're off and they're on and then they're off. And it doesn't look the same as most people. Um, so they might like work until wee hours in the morning and then sleep the whole next day. And some people would be like, oh, that's really bad for you. But for Manny's, that's actually like, they're just in a surge and then they're not. And so can we allow them to live in their own energy? Um, their strategy is to inform. So they're really here to like tell people this is what's happening. <laughs> this is what's going on. Like they're here to let other people know um, because with manifestors, what's so funny is like, they kind of tend to think that everyone should be able to keep up with them and like be able to read their minds. When in reality, we're all just like, tell us what you need. And we're like more than happy to help you. Like the generators are more than happy to do the work with you if, that, if that's right for them. Projectors are more than happy to lead and guide the process. We just need to be told what's happening. Um, so informing is super important for manifestors. And then when they're in alignment, they're gonna feel this deep sense of peace like everything is working out for them. And when they're out of alignment, they're going to feel really angry or pissed off. Mm. So that that's what's really interesting about the manifesting generator type. It's a kind of a subtype between the generator and the manifester of the generator energy to, to do and to keep going and like have that consistent access to go, 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 do, 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 as long as it's for the things they love in response. But then there's also this manifestor energy of when things are working out for you, you might have satisfaction and peace. And when things are out of alignment, you might be frustrated and angry. And I think what's important to talk about here is like signposts, right? Like these, when you're in alignment or out of alignment, it's not like something we get to use against ourselves and be like, oh, I'm not feeling satisfied today. Therefore I am a horrible POS and like 
I don't deserve to have a business. Like, no, it's like, it's this cool signpost of like, oh, things are really working out for me because I'm following my type, my strategy and my authority. And I'm feeling really deeply satisfied today. Or the next day it's like, oh, I'm really frustrated. Okay, that's super interesting. I'm creating awareness here, but that's a signpost that something's out of alignment. And so I get to ask myself three questions. Where am I not following my type? Where am I not following my strategy? And where am I not following my authority? So it's really this beautiful experiment that we get to play out day after day of like, where am I at? What can I shift? What can I live into? How can this be easier for me? And how can I move with more flow and less resistance? Mm, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then fi- the final one, the final type, um, our reflectors, they're 1% of the population when they are in alignment, they're going to feel a deep sense of surprise and delight. And when they're out of alignment, they're going to feel really disappointed. Um, so the reflectors are, are very unique. If you're a reflector, come find me. Let's chat. <laughs> well, if you're any type, come find me. Let's chat, but <laughs> I can tell you more about reflectors. Yeah. So, so reflectors, I, I remember I heard someone say that there's just not a lot of people that talk about reflectors because there's just so few of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. I've done quite a few reflector readings and they're, they're pretty fun because what's unique about our reflector is that your energy ebbs and flows throughout the month based on what's going on. We're going to get real woo here in the transits, like what's going on, like what's activated for you um, throughout the month. So they might feel like a generator for a couple of days and then they might feel like a manifester and they might feel like a projector and that's great. However, you're still a reflector. So like it's weaving those energies of of what you might feel like in that moment and combining that with, yeah, but, but what does it look like to be a reflector? Can I wait this out? Can I feel out this energy until it's mine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That must be hard. As it's so fascinating. It's like, oh, I could not do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're not designed that way. Like we're all like, I love that so much because it's like, we're all perfectly wired for what we're meant for. And so if we find ourselves being like, oh, this isn't working, like something's wrong with me. It's like, well, what if nothing were wrong with you? And what if there's a certain way of being that's more supportive for you and your energy that we're just not tapped into yet. And like, it gets to be easy for everyone. Mm, It's so good. So important. Uh, Okay. So now can you tell us just a little bit about the centers? So um, our centers are what we call in human design for business. Um, we call them functions. So I do this for business, right? So I'm like, yes, this is fascinating relationships. Yes, this is fascinating in parenting. Yes, it's fascinating in everyday life. But like my jam is like, how do you use it? <laughs> like, how do you leverage it, right? So all of the centers um, or functions within our human design are if you pull your body graph and you see all those shapes, right? There's going to be like triangles and squares and diamonds and little triangles, right? Like you're just going to see a whole bunch of shapes there. And each of those shapes are called centers. And they also represent functions of energy within the body. So you're going to notice that some of them are colored in and some of them are white. And so for the purposes of this conversation, if your center, if the center is colored in, if the function is colored in, that means that it's defined in human design language, which essentially means it's output. That's energy that you're generating within your body and you have consistent access to it and you're pushing it out into the world. Okay. So it's something that like, comes really naturally to you. It's not something that you necessarily need to learn or like, you know, um, study about. It's like, it's just, it's really natural for you. Whereas where you have undefined centers, that's an input. That's where you're taking energy in from the outside world and you're amplifying it. 
So that's the energy dynamics of if it's colored, it's defined, it's an output. If it's undefined or white, it's an input. So you're taking energy in from the outside world and you're amplifying it. So just even think just from that one kind of three sentence combination of like the implications that mean that makes for you and your clients, the implication that has for content creation, the implication that has an offer creation, right? Like that's, it's all within your energy and things that work really well for you versus if you're trying to do something that other people have done that have worked for them and you're not finding success, it's like their energetic makeup is different than yours. So it's so, so important to kind of look at. Um, but so I'm going to just run through what the centers and the functions are because I think that could be supportive. So we're going to stop, start from the very top. So there's a triangle at the very top. And that is our head center or our inspiration function. And our inspiration function, it has to do with inspiration, right? So if it's defined, you're going to be pushing up. Like you're going to have consistent access to inspiration. It's going to be flowing all the time. If it's undefined, you're taking energy in, right? And so this is the same for any, any other center. When you're taking energy in from the outside world, you can do one of two things with it. One, you could take it in and you can be conditioned by it. You can be like, nope, that's my energy now. That's my belief. I'm going to operate this way because I took it in from somebody else's thoughts, right? And like, this is the way that I am now. The other side of that is you take in that energy and you go, huh, that's super interesting. You create awareness around it and you become wise through this process. Where you're undefined, where there are white centers in your body graph is where you're here to go to school in this lifetime. Where you're undefined is where you are here to have wisdom potential. And what we talk about in human design school is it's also where you're designed to have profit potential because you've learned a lesson in this area and you can help other people learn it too. Mm. So coming back to the center. So the, the very top one is inspiration function. Then we have the next triangle, which is our Ajna center, which is conceptualization function. So it's thoughts, opinions, concepts, and ideas. And the third one down, we have the throat center or the, the um, communication and manifestation function. Then we have our identity center, which is the uh, which is the diamond in the middle. That's our G center, which stands for identity, love, and direction function, who you are and where you're going. Then we have our, if we just keep going straight down the bottom, we have um, sacral our sacral center, which is the second square up from the top. We have our sacral center, which sacral centers are our energy resource. It's the go, 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 do, do, do. All generators and manifesting generators have this defined, meaning they're all pushing energy out into the world of like creativity and drive and like just, oh, this creative energy, right? And then our, our last center at the bottom, that bottom square is going to be our root center or our drive, ambition, and adrenaline function. So it's like, What's our ambition? Like, what's, what are we driven to do, right? And then we have triangles on either side. So the right triangle is going to be, if, like if you're looking at your screen and you're looking at the right triangle, it's going to be your emotional solar plexus. So your solar plexus or your emotional function. And if you have this defined, you are automatically going to be an emotional authority, meaning you make decisions um, by riding your emotional wave and coming to calm clarity. And that emotional function is so fascinating because it's like 50% of the population has that center defined. So most people are, or half the population, I say most people, cause it feels like everyone, but um, most, like a lot of people are riding their emotional wave, meaning that they come across something and they're like, hi, hi, like, oh my gosh, yes. And then they feel through and then they go low, low, like absolutely not. And then they come to calm clarity and you're designed to make decisions for those emotional authority people in that calm clarity. 
um, which I think is really, really important for people with that defined to know, because oftentimes we're told like not to feel our feelings and mm-hmm. in business. I'm like, that's just not true. <laughs> yeah. But what about, so it's interesting because mine's undefined and, yeah. so, and yet I still, you know, I still, I still try to make decisions from calm clarity. So I do have an emotional wave, even though an emotional response, even though mine is undefined. Yeah. Yeah. You have an emotional response, but the way that it reacts is a little bit different. So even just then, when you said like emotional response, like you have, because I know your chart. So if you're a generator, a manifesting generator, you literally only have either sacral authority or emotional authority. So you don't have emotional authority, meaning you have sacral authority and sacral authority is a gut response. It's a, uh uh uh-huh. It's a hell yes. It's a hell no. Like if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And you know, in the moment and your body communicates that with you, is that accurate for you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, even like when I said that I was watching your body like rock forward, it's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like that's, it's, it's communicating with you <laughs> and that's your authority. Like, and so our authority and our type and all of that is based on all of these centers and functions. So it's not like they're separate pieces. It's just like the language that we're using to describe the energy dynamics. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then um, the triangle on the other side is the spleen or the, um, the instinctive knowing function. And this is all around like intuition and survival instinct. And it's also like what we need to, to survive, adapt and thrive. Um, and so having, having that, that awareness there, it's an awareness function. Okay. Can I ask you about the spleen and intuition? Okay. So people... Now, I don't know if it matters on the type. Lauren will clarify for me. <laughs> there are people that have splenic authority. Yes. Okay. But mine is defined. So that means I have output or access to my own mm-hmm. intuition or inner mm-hmm. knowing, even though I'm not a splenic authority. Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's play with this. This is so fascinating. I get this question a lot and I love it. <laughs> because it means you're, you're like, thinking about it. You know, you're like, wait a minute, I've seen, I've had a situation where I had instinctive knowing, but then like, I'm not supposed to use that. And here's the way that I love to like, kind of think about it. And I heard somebody describe it this way and I would love to give them credit, but I don't remember who it was. So imagine all of your centers are at a table, right? And they all have input output, right? Like they all have that. They all have thoughts about things. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Oftentimes our like ego, not self mind chatter comes from our undefined centers because it's where we quote unquote think we're lacking, even though we're not. So like we have a whole bunch of mind chatter coming in from the undefined centers. And then we have like the input coming in from, or the output coming in from the, um, the defined centers. So in that specific example, it's like your spleen has like been this instinctive knowing about something but your decision-making strategy, your sacral, your gut for you is the one who's like the judge at the table. Who's like stamping the approval. Like, yes, we're going to do this or no, we're not going to do this. Mm. How does that feel for you? Yeah, that feels good. Yeah. That makes, I mean, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. And it's also really interesting too. I love to have this conversation around timing, right? Because sometimes we have an instinctive knowing about something, but it's not the right time. And our, our authority is the thing that's going to tell us that. And what's so cool is that our authority is essentially like, not only is it our decision-making strategy, but it's also a protection mechanism for us because it says, Hey, you're going to have the energy for this or no, you don't have the energy for this right now. 
And so I just really love that conversation because oftentimes what people think is like, oh, just make the decision that feels good. And our decisions, according to our decision-making strategy, isn't always the one that feels the best. It's the one that our body is saying yes or no to. And oftentimes we'll have to say no to something so that we make room for something better, but we don't know that in the moment. And that's where our heads get involved. Mm, Yes. That resonates so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So I interrupted you. You got a couple, you so got I, one, I think I have one more center left. Yeah. One um, more center. So we have the little tiny triangle in the, um, in the right in between the diamond and the, and the triangle facing inward. So that little tiny triangle is called the heart center or the ego function, the willpower function. So this is around willpower, like it's also really, this is my big, biggest shadow in my chart. It's basically like the energy to prove. Like if it's undefined for you, you might find yourself like trying to prove yourself. Whereas that's not the correct energy to be coming from. The correct energy to be coming from is from your type energy, from your strategy or energy, from your authority energy, not from this, I'm not good enough. Therefore I need to prove myself energy. If you have an undefined heart too, like it's, it's very different. And then if it's it's defined for you, you're going to feel the sense of like self-confidence of like, I'm good at what I do. And like, that's cool. And like, you're here to like prove it, but like in a, I've got this kind of way, like it's, it's really healthy um, competition. Mm, Interesting. It's interesting that you say that. And I've also heard that most people have this undefined. Yeah, 70% of the population has the heart center undefined, which means we're all here to learn a lesson that we're worthy as we are. Yeah, which is surprising. And it's interesting because I'm transparent on this podcast, but it's surprising because I know that I myself have really have done a lot of work around feeling like I don't have to prove myself. It's fine. Like I have operated from what seems like an undefined energy, but I'm defined. You're defined. Yeah. That's super interesting. And we love, I love to look at areas like that, where it's like, especially combining these functions with subconscious transformation is like, oh, just so much fun. Cause then we get to have the conversation. Like, when did you decide that you weren't worthy as you are? And Mm -hmm. so oftentimes that shows up in childhood, like for people with defined hearts. And so it's like some silly thing that like you would have never thought about. Right. And it was like then in your childhood that you made that decision, we can eliminate that decision and you can live closer to your true self yeah to your design exactly I was just about to say like for me what came up was oh that's your conditioning you've had some Mm -hmm. time and for all my parents out there because listen I'm a parent so every time I hear that I'm like oh my gosh I'm breaking my children but that's not true no there's so many different like there's so many things that we as human beings at any age internalize even though that's not the intention right we're talking about intention versus impact and there's just certain things we can't control it could have literally happened at school mm-hmm. said something and you know I internalized it I don't know what that is but you know my parents out there listen you're doing the best you can okay you're doing a good job <laughs> but yeah exactly like I get that I get that and it's so fascinating like I know that you've pulled up both of your kids turrets like you know it's just so interesting to look at once you are like down the rabbit hole welcome of human design to be like this is how my child best operates and this is how they're designed to make decisions and like can I like give them some small 
like way of doing that at home. Like if I, for example, like if you have a sacral child asking them yes or no questions for like what they want, do you want like an apple or a pear for a snack? Like you want an apple? Uh huh. Uh -huh. Like playing with their authorities and allowing them to live their designs, like projector kids, like let them nap, you know, <laughs> like just little things like that. Yeah, it's true. I did pull up my kids' charts because I'm always looking into ways like they're human beings too. It doesn't matter that they're too. I'm here to facilitate their their growth and their best, you know, living their best life. So I'm to I'm gonna try and cultivate that for them. I'm sure that you know they're gonna listen to this podcast in 10 years and be like, oh my gosh, mom, you were so lame. <laughs> Or they're going to be like, oh my gosh, mom, you were the most amazing parent ever. Look at what you did for me. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Okay. So I do, I do have some questions, right? About, I want to talk about the head centers here for, for a second or not the head centers, the, ama, the head center and the emotion, the Amaji, Amaji, the Ajna, 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 right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So interesting because I call them both the head centers because when you pull up your chart, you're going to see that they both live like in the head area. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that, um, you know, for me, I'll speak to my chart. I've got the undefined at the top and then I have it defined at the bottom. And so based on the way that you described it, it almost seems like they work, they work synergistically together essentially. So if you have a defined head and a defined Ajna, then you're gonna, your output into the world is gonna crush. But I almost feel like mine are competing. Mm, this is so interesting because I have a, both a defined head and de defined Ajna center. So that's, you know, my mind is constantly working like meditation. Yeah, right. My brain is like, I have to be moving when meditating. Like I can't sit still. My brain's always active. But what's so interesting is that you said output. Yes, output and inspiration. Like I'm always inspired. I'm always having ideas. I'm always like thinking of concepts. Like I'm right. Like those, those things are always active. But my, my sacral center, which we talked about, like second from the bottom up is not defined because I'm a projector. So my output actually love like creating from that place. They're not, they're not connected which is so fascinating because I'm here generating ideas and thoughts, but not necessarily creating the thing. Yeah, but you give them to other people to create. I can help lead and guide from that place, right? So it's that's super interesting. So for you, having an undefined head center, the very top, the inspiration function and the defined Ajna, the head center is actually a pressure function. So you are putting likely a lot of pressure on yourself to know the right answer. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? Yes. Not only, not only know the right answer, but like to just get inspired. Like I'm someone that I need in knowing this, no, like the, one of the biggest takeaways I learned from knowing that my head center was undefined was like, oh, it's okay for me to, to, um, to intake. So meaning, and when I say intake, meaning that I read, I will read, I will watch other people's TikToks. I will get inspired from other people's content, knowing that that is something that I need in order to generate my own ideas, but then I can execute it because my sacral, sacral is defined and my Ajna is defined. And what's so interesting about your sacral is that it's designed to respond. It's in response. So you can't like literally sit in your office with the door closed and not be looking at any content and be like, okay, Beverly, sit with a piece of paper and come up with content. Like that's death. But if you're scrolling and you see something and you're like, oh, 
right? Do you notice how it's like in response? You're like, I want to do that sound or I want to do something similar or that. No, that's absolutely not. Like, why are they teaching that? No, right? Like you're responding to life because that's how you're designed to interact with the world. And then you're defined Ajna is like, you have really clear thoughts, opinions, and ideas. Like you have a really fixed way of thinking, like input, output, input, output, right? Like you probably are really great at putting things into frameworks. You're really good at doing like step one, step two, step three, like that's all Ajna function. And for you, it's like, oh, that's really easy. But actually a majority of the population has an undefined Ajna. So you might find that people come to you being like, how do I do this? Like that's one of the number one questions I get asked, how? Because mm-hmm. I've defined head and Ajna. I'm like, oh, it's just in here, like this, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like this, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, when I first started my business, the number one, and I still get this question, the number one question I will get is what content should I create today, Mm. this week, right? And I'm like, oh, this, I'm, I'm just so strategic. I'm like, well, I know that we're going to go here. Mm. So you just need to do, and when I'm like, can you post three to five, if you want to grow your Instagram, you need to post three to five times a day. I literally just said to them like death. And I said, listen, we can make a reel on this call. Let's just do it right now. It takes two seconds. Right. So it's, yeah, that is different. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a different way, right? Because it's so interesting. Like you can tell them, but if their energy isn't in it, mm-hmm. then it's not going to perform. No, exactly. Because they're not lit up about it. Like their energy's off, right? They're quote unquote out of alignment. So you can kind of feel that, right? Like when you're scrolling on stuff, when people are like actually into their content versus like they're posting to post, like I I can feel it. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, God bless copywriters. It's one of the biggest, right? But one of the (laughs) main reasons why I don't write other people's copy, which I've told my clients a million times, I will edit anything you give me, but I want you to find your own voice and your own energetic imprint onto the piece of content, mm-hmm. right? Because otherwise, otherwise people can feel that. I mean, I always think of it like this, right? Even if you're not into the woo, like, let's just like, right. Let's say you're not it. You're like, no, Beverly, I'm into science. I want to know blah, blah, blah. Right. Cool. I get that. But I want you to go back and think about, you know, all the times where you've got those people that everybody was just magnetically drawn to and they broke all the rules. Mm-hmm. You didn't do it that the right way. And I'm putting right in quotations. Yeah. Because they are a magnet. Yeah. It's so interesting. And like, that's, that's really what this is. It's an experiment. So if you're like, mm, I don't know, try it, like, see if it works. I, I've actually like, it's so fun. I've had people do it like in order to tell me that I'm wrong. And then like, honestly, I did this experiment so that I could tell you that it's all a bunch of bull, but then I did it and it worked. And I'm like, I know it's so great. Like, but my last launch, I did not send a single email. I did not do a single Instagram post. Like I just talked about it through stories. I was super excited about it. I was invited to create the offer and I sold out my spots. Like it doesn't have to be hard. It was in alignment with my energy. It felt really good. And if someone was like, well, what's the template you used? I didn't use a template. Like I did what felt good. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so, you know, I'll say this and you even said it in this call, right? Is that when 70% 
of the world is operating from a manigen, a manigen or generator type. Like no wonder the way our systems in business success are set up with a very masculine energy of like, this is the strategy X do, 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 do. Like it's not an accident that we're set up that way. Yeah. Right. So, but I'll say that for me, like learning about human design, even just this, even this, you listen to this podcast. One of the biggest lessons I learned and biggest takeaways was that, you know, it's, there is no right way. And that what works like it literally what works for other people doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause then I, I used to take on so many like, Oh, the failures, they did what I said, but it didn't work. Or I would take that on really like, well, maybe it just wasn't cause it wasn't their stuff or wasn't what people are drawn to for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why I just think this stuff is so valuable. Yeah. And I think what's so cool, like about you as a coach, about what people like who are getting into this work as a coach is like, your job is not to tell someone what to do as a coach, right? Like that's more consultancy. Like your job is to lead them back to themselves. Mm-hmm. And when we lead someone back to themselves, they get to show up fully as who they are instead of creating like coach carbon copies, which like, I'm so sick of seeing carbon copy clients of coaches. Like I'm like, I can scroll and see who's working with who. Cause they all look the freaking same because yeah. it's working for someone. So what we get to do when we're like a really beautiful, like empowered, knowledgeable, individualized coach is say like, what's going to work best for you. Okay. Let's figure that out together. And like, let me lead you and guide you through that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. A little soapbox moment there. That's all right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. I, we've got, I, I like to be respectful of time. So within, okay. you know, our 10 minutes, you know, left. I, one of the things too, that you're going to see on here. And I feel like most people don't talk about this because I know that it's convoluted, but can you give us like an intro to this idea of all the lines that I see here? Oh, yeah. Let, I'm, I'm going to caveat it, but yes. Okay. So, um, for us. Yeah. So when you're looking at human design for the very first time, I just want you to know one, yes, is a ton of information. Okay. Two, like it's an experiment and all of the knowledge in the world does not replace living it and experimenting with it and actually like living your design. It's like, you know, having a mathematics degree in your pocket and never freaking using it. Like, it's like, okay, use it, like live it. So when we start with design, it's like first type, like really getting to know your type, dive deep with that. What we've covered here today was like fraction of the surface, then strategy. How are you designed to interact with the world? And then three authority, just those three things will make such a massive difference in your life. Like, so that's where I want you to start. And now let's go to the lines. So you're going to see on your body graph, when you pull it, that there's like these little black and red lines and make, maybe there's full lines that connect to like shapes and maybe they're little half lines. Let's dive into what it means. So there's going to be black lines and red lines, depending on the software you use. There's lots of different software. Sometimes they're black and tan, but regardless. So the black lines are on the mind side of the chart. So you're going to see a little column and it's going to have numbers in it. And then you're also going to see the lines. So the numbers in the column correspond, the black numbers in the column correspond to the black lines. 
those are gates or traits. They're things that are, um, again, output. There's something that you have consistent access to. And it's like when you're in alignment, when you're following your type, your strategy, and your authority, those traits are going to come out really naturally. Like it's nothing you necessarily need to do. You might even find yourself using language around like one of those traits that you have. So for example, trait 44, gate 44, it's in the spleen, it's a little line. For me, it's black and red. That is, um, it, it's called the gate of coming to me. It's, it's a little bit, there's so much there. But anyways, one of the things around it is that it's, it's an intuitive gate and it's smell. It has to do with our sense of intuitive smell. And so I've noticed myself saying before I even found human design, like, oh, I smell a rat or something smells off, right? Like I'm using language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Of, of that trait because it's natural to me. I'm not doing my design. My design is doing me. Mm -hmm. Like it, This is natural for me. So you're just going to notice that there's traits that you have here. Um, so then on the red side, the red side is unconscious or body-based traits. So there might be things that you're not really aware of, mm -hmm. um, but that once you kind of learn a little bit about that gate or trait, they you become a little bit more aware of them, right? Because you have this conscious awareness. And so then when it happens, you're like, oh yeah, I do that. Or <laughs> I notice that. So for example, um, like let's say gate four, which is in the Ajna center. Um, so the second triangle from the top, it's like all the way to the right. And gate four is like this energy of like, it's, it's like logical doubt. It's mm. like, mm, does that make sense? You're like a questioner if you've got a gate four and you might necessarily not know, like recognize that about yourself because it's, if it were in the red side. So everyone will have their own unique combinations. This is one of the things that make it up, you know, 2 billion combinations mm -hmm. of design, but like the black is, is conscious. It might be something that you're really aware of. And the red is unconscious um, or body-based. And so you just get to learn about those traits and recognize, oh, here's where that's popping up. And if it, they're empty, then what does that mean? then you don't have consistent access to them, but they can be activated. You can input, right? You can take them in from people you're around. So for example, even right now, Beverly, like you and I talking, like I'm taking in the energy of your traits and also your function. So like you have a design, a defined sacral center and I have an undefined sacral center. So right now I'm soaking up all your MG energy and I'm amplifying it. So I'm like jazz and buzzing right now. Um, and like I have a defined head center, right? So you're taking in my defined inspiration and you're amplifying it. So you just might've gotten an idea for something about like what to do next or like to offer something or like whatever, just because we're in each other's energy. And I think what's so cool about this conversation is like, it really lends credence to this conversation around like just being in someone's energy is valuable. Mm -hmm. Like we all put so much into our offerings, which is great, right? Like we want to be able to serve our clients, but to recognize that just by being in their, like our, their energy and our energy, like that is of service. Like we're holding the space for them and we're giving them our energy and they're amplifying it and they're giving us their energy and we're amplifying it. And it's a beautiful symbiotic relationship. And I just feel like there doesn't need to be so much pressure and emphasis on like, I need to add more here because it's not enough. Like, mm -hmm. are you already enough? I love that. That is such a powerful question and a great place to end the podcast, but I will leave you with one last question for, okay. you know, in to tie in your caveat right? Yep. Which is, you know, if someone was like, all right, I've heard this podcast and I'm going to start living out my type. Uh, <laughs> what 
Uh, yeah. What are some of the things like, here we go, you know, give me the step-by-step. <laughs> no, but seriously though, what are some of the ways that they can start living by their type once they find it, even if they're just looking at those three things? Yep. So first I have a free training purpose without pressure.com go there. Great. We'll link there. in the show notes. Yep. I go into every type. I talk about the energy and the frequency and all of that and how you can start playing with that. Um, because it's an important question, like for projectors, how can you start, you know, living your strategy, which is to wait for the invitation. And what does that really look like? Can you recognize yourself and notice what people are recognizing you for, for generators? Can you get really clear on what is satisfying for you in your business and what is frustrating? Can you eliminate the frustrating things and lean more into satisfaction? Like what business you actually want to have, not the business that you think that you should have because it's draining your energy. Manifesting generators, can you allow yourself to be multi-passionate and efficient and know that the path is not super linear for you and allow yourself to kind of be all over the place. Like you're not flaky, like your energy is meant to ebb and flow and go in different directions and like really embracing that. For manifestors, where can you inform? Where can you tell people what's going on? Do you have offers that people don't even know about? Do people know in which ways to work with you? How are you making it easy for them to invest? And then for reflectors, are you allowing yourself time in nature and giving yourself space to make decisions over like about a month's period of time? So those are like the highlights of what I would Oh my gosh. That's so powerful and amazing. So of course, thank you. I will link all of that up in the show notes so that people can come and find you, but thank you so much for your time. For those who are ready to just eat it all up and learn more about it, where can I send them, right? Where, where can they learn more about you and where do you, you know, show up the most? I live on Instagram. It's my home. Um, so I'm underscore Lauren E Armstrong on underscore on Instagram. Um, there are a lot of Lauren Armstrongs in the world apparently. So that's where I'm at. (laughs) And, um, my free training is purposewithoutpressure.com so that we already talked about that. And that's like the basics. I do have an offer at the end. If you want to take it great, if you don't great, you'll learn a ton. So, um, if you listen to this and you loved it or you learned something or you're like, oh my gosh. I just had an epiphany about my energy. I would love to hear from you. So DM me. Yeah, love it. Okay, cool. Lauren, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.